From friendly sea creatures to fighting for equality. In the next 10 minutes, we'll get the lowdown on what's up in the world. I'm Bethany Van Delft, and this is the 10 News. Over the past few weeks, Congress has been involved in a major fight over a historic piece of anti-discrimination legislation called the Equality Act. Its focus? Equality for the lesbian, gay, bisexual, and transgender, or LGBTQ, community. First introduced in 2015, the Equality Act looks to expand the protections of the Civil Rights Act of 1964, which bans discrimination based on race, religion, sex, and nation of origin. The new act also makes it illegal to treat people unfairly or differently because of their sexual orientation or gender identity when it comes to things like housing, employment, or education. Excellent! The thing is, while the House of Representatives voted in support of it two years ago, the Senate voted against the Equality Act, so it didn't go forward. Critics argue it limits religious freedom, which has been used as a reason for businesses not to serve same-sex couples, for example. But the Democrats, who have the majority in both the House and the Senate, are pretty sure they can get it through this time around. And it would be a huge deal if they do, since Gallup reports that about one in six adults in Gen Z identify as LGBTQ. So, chances are, this probably affects somebody you know. If you've ever wondered whether you could grow up to be a professional manatee rescuer, you are in luck. Our correspondent, Reiners, is about to find out in That's a Job? No way! Since I moved to Miami six years ago, I've fallen in love with many local animals, like iguanas, which look like shrunken dinosaurs, and ibises, bright white birds with long beaks and even longer legs. But of all the animals here, I do have a favorite. So when I got to interview an expert on my favorite local animal, I was ready with some weird questions. I have to ask them, do you speak manatee? <laughs> I, like the, I like the thing that I do. <laughs> when I find this communicate using sharp harmonic squeals and squeaks, um, it's very low pitch, um, can I go like... That's pretty good, but actually, it sounds more like this. Ouch! What you just heard is the insanely high-pitched squeal of the West Indian manatee. And that man you heard, the one who speaks manatee, well, that's the manatee man. I believe people are meant to be doctors, police officers, videographers, musicians, and I was just meant to rescue manatees and live in my dream. Meet Jamal Galvez, Instagram handle, at Real Manatee Man. And his actual job is rescuing manatees in his home country of Belize. He got the job when he was just 11 years old. After watching a manatee research boat near his grandma's house, he pestered the crew until they let him work with them. And so I went out with these researchers. I didn't even ask my grandma's permission, which had some consequences when I got back, but that's not for this conversation. His grandma, well, she got over it. And two decades later, 
that pesky kid has become an official National Geographic Explorer and the program coordinator for the Belize Manatee Conservation Program. You'd be surprised the impact an 11-year-old can have on the world today. And Jamal really is having an impact on a species that's listed as vulnerable to extinction. Manatees, in case you don't know, are big, lovable aquatic mammals with paddle-shaped tails and whiskers like walruses. And when I say big, I mean 10 feet long and 1,000 pounds. They're vegetarians who chomp so many plants, their teeth are constantly getting replaced by new ones. But let's let the expert tell it. Man, these are generalists, um, social aquatic loners. These animals, are not, they, don't, they don't have BFF or girlfriends or buddies or OGs that we would refer to these um, our best friends, no? That's right. Manatees are loners. So that high-pitched squeal you heard, that's most likely a mother speaking to its baby. They are very dependent on their mother for everything. The mother teaches the calf where to go to get fresh water, where to go to get different types of vegetation, where to shelter or how to rest, how to come to the surface to breed. In fact, many of the manatees that Jamal rescues are orphans. And of his many manatee stories, the one about a wayward orphan might be his most inspiring. In August of 2016, Belize was hit hard by Hurricane Earl. During the storm, a three-day-old manatee got swept up by a tidal surge and carried inland. And I looked towards the sea and I realized this, this manatee was washed out of the sea, across the marina, across the major highway, across the motel, into the backyard of a motel. So he was just like flapping around in a puddle of water, literally a puddle of water. Jamal helped rescue the orphan and a team nursed it back to health. They started by serving her milk formula from a baby bottle. After three months, she went from 24 to 60 pounds. Jamal named the manatee Hope, and he still sees her out swimming today. She stood for a, a beacon of hope during a time of disaster. And that's why I gave him the name Hope. And to me, Hope is a special manatee to me. Um, I always remember her. Manatees can be a symbol of hope, but they also face many threats, from boat collisions to the destruction of their habitat, through human intervention and climate change. That's why we need people like Jamal Galvez, looking out for manatees, so that the next generation will get to enjoy them as much as I do. So the next generation, it doesn't get to only see manatees in movies and documentaries and coloring books, but it can actually go out there on a boat and observe these animals in the wild. Well, we're surely thankful every single day for all the incredible women in our lives. March is an extra special time to learn about and celebrate female greatness. For more on that, here come five fascinating facts about Women's History Month. Number one, it all started in Santa Rosa, California in 1978 with a Women's History Week where hundreds of students celebrated women's cultural, historical, and societal contributions to the United States. Awesome! Number two. In 1981, Congress made Women's History Week an official thing. Then, in 1987, they declared March Women's History Month. Way to go! Number three. Every year, the celebration has a special theme. This year, it's Valiant Women of the Vote, refusing to be silenced. Pretty fitting, since women voters 
just played a huge role in getting our first female vice president elected. Woohoo! Number four, an especially big reason for the election's outcome, was the work of incredible activist and all-around boss lady, Stacey Abrams. Her organization, Fair Fight, partnered with several groups across the state of Georgia to register 800,000 new voters. That's amazing. I know what I want, and that is justice. I know why I want it, and I know how I'm going to get it by moving forward every single day. Thank you so much. And number five, many of those new voters were people of color under 30 voting for the first time. Whoa! Female leaders continuing the work of women activists before them. You absolutely love to see it. Thanks, Miss Abrams. It's trivia time. What 139-year-old object was recently relocated in the city of San Francisco? Was it A, a bathtub, B, a bridge, or C, a house? Did you guess it? The answer is... C, a house. You heard that right. Last week, a two-story Victorian house found a new home. The six-block journey took years of planning, heaps of paperwork, and a whole lot of money. The house was hoisted onto giant dollies to move it from point A to point B. To clear a path, the city had to rip out parking meters, trim tree branches, and move traffic signs. Lots of people ventured outside to see the house roll along on its epic journey, traveling at speeds up to one mile per hour. Not so fast. And guess what? You can check out a video of the big move at the10news.com. Time's up. But before we go, here's a quick note for the grown-ups. Thanks for hanging out with us on today's episode of the 10 News. Yay! To keep the fun going... Sign up for the 10 News Tenors Club, a membership with exclusive things you won't find anywhere else, like bonus content, behind-the-scenes photos, early news of upcoming stories, and exclusive audio call-outs. Plus, as if there could be more, your very own printable 10 News Press Pass. That's the10news.com. Thanks for listening to The 10 News. Look out for new episodes every Tuesday and Thursday. The 10 News is a co-production of Small But Mighty Media and Next Chapter Podcasts and is distributed by iHeartRadio. Our editorial director is Tracy Crooks, editing and sound design by Pete Musto, who also co-wrote today's episode with Ben Austin DeCampo. Our creative producer is Jenna Pasqua. Stephen Tompkins is our head of audience development. And our production assistant is Sarah Olander. Ryan Nurse contributed to today's episode. Our production director is Jeremiah Tittle. And The 10 News is executive produced by Donald Albright and show creator Tracy Leeds Kaplan. Do you want to be part of the show? We would love that. Have a grown-up help you record a question, a joke, or a fun fact you want to share and email it to us at hello at the10news.com. And... Show your love for the 10 News. 
go to your favorite podcast app and submit a rating and review because it really helps others find the show so they can join the fun too. I'm Bethany Van Delft, and thanks for listening to The 10 News. Um, has anybody seen my house? I left it here like six months ago, and now uh, it's gone. It's like it up and walked away. <laughs>